Why do women become millionaires and lose it all? Hey, Rich Friends, it's Dr. T. Mac here, and welcome to another episode of The Rich Friends Show. Here is where we help women entrepreneurs and professionals achieve financial freedom and build real generational wealth by providing you with the tools, the mindset, and the knowledge to make, manage, and multiply your money with confidence. And in today's show, the goal is to show you that self-sabotaging behaviors and excuses are because you truly, deep down, don't think that you are worth it or you don't think that you deserve wealth. So we're going to unpack this today and the effects that it has on your self-esteem. And we're going to give you some practical strategies to transform this mindset. First, I want to kick it off by talking about one of my previous clients that I've coached before. And the reason why I want to talk about this client, we're going to call her Jane, is because Jane understood the tactics, the strategies of wealth accumulation, but she didn't quite get the principles. And I'm going to explain what that means. So the tactics, like she knew what to do to accumulate wealth. She knew when to do it. Those are the strategies. And she knew how to do it. However, she didn't quite grasp the principles of wealth management. So I want to talk about these principles. And the reason why in the past few episodes, I've really been honing in on principles is because they work for everybody. Tactics don't work for everybody. Strategies don't work for everybody because it has to be customized to whatever your thing is. If it's your business, whatever the thing in business is, I can give you tactics on how to make money in your particular niche. I can give you the strategies, but the principles work for everybody. It doesn't matter. Principles are like, they are laws, like the law of inertia. A body at rest tends to stay at rest, but a body in motion tends to stay in motion. These are laws, the law of gravity. What goes up must come down. They work for every person on the planet, right? These are the things that people overlook. They get so caught up in the tactics and the strategies of wealth accumulation that's how they lose everything because they don't have the principles. In order to understand the principles and to apply them in your life, you have to become the person. I know a lot of people talk about, and I talk about this, be, do, have. You have to become the person in order to do the thing, in order to have the life you want to live. Most people what they do is they do the thing so they can have the life, but they never become the person. And by them not becoming the person, they end up losing everything and having to start over continuously because they haven't grasped the principles. One principle to wealth building is never spend more than what you earn. And in Jane's particular situation, Jane was earning a lot of money. Because she had the tactics and she had the strategy. So she could duplicate and she could make a lot of money. 
but she was spending more than she was earning, which in turn caused her not to accumulate wealth, not to build the wealth, right? So that meant that she had, she became a worker bee within her own business. So she had to continue to duplicate and replicate and do those things that she did to get the money because she was spending more. She didn't understand, hey, I need to create this budget for my business. I need to stick to this budget. I need to stick to the plan. Instead, she would go outside of her plan or outside of the budget and and do things that required more and more of her time. So she was in essence trading time for money. She just couldn't understand that principle. Look, do not spend more than you make. Whatever you're making, take that money and then make it work harder for you, which is another principle, right? Make your money make money for you. It needs to, your money needs to work harder than what you're doing. That means you have to invest in a vehicle that is giving you interest. Compound interest is even better. A a vehicle that's giving you compound interest or an instrument. If I say vehicle, some people like, what does she mean? A car? No, an instrument, like an investment instrument that will produce and make, have your interest make money, like interest on interest is what people in the financial world call it, interest on interest. So what that looks like is it looks like you investing, let's say $70,000 one time at 8% interest. And in five years, because of the compound, you will, that 70,000 will grow into $102,852.97. Like that's just a law that it is. That's what compound interest does. So in essence, that one time investment of 70,000 yields an interest of $32,852.97. Like you can literally put this in a compound interest calculator and you can, it will spit the numbers out. Those numbers are not going to lie if nothing else changes in that equation, right? So making your money work harder for you so that you're not working hard for your money. Um, A lot of people don't, they just don't get that. And so that's how you can make or become a millionaire, which is not hard. And in Jane's case, she did it in less than a year, make a million dollars and then end up losing it all and then having to go out and get a job or do whatever to try to make up for that, which is really, you're really circling the toilet. That's what I call it because it's, you're never going to, you're not going to gain that back and keep it and let it grow if you don't understand and and apply the principles. So I want to talk about what does that look like? How does that manifest itself in the practical world? Why is it that women can make money and then they lose it all? I feel like it's because they feel like they don't deserve it. It's that's the impact of that. I don't deserve it mentality. I feel like oftentimes that leads to imposter syndrome, right? Where women doubt their achievements. They doubt their inherent worth. Sometimes it looks like when you get in circles and they say, all you talk about is money. Well, that's because in many cultures, discussing money is taboo, especially for women to uh, talk about money. You get in groups 
with women who are really wealth building and they're talking about their different investments and how they're growing their investments. And if you feel like you don't deserve it, then you'll go outside and you'll find a group of women who are not doing that and not talking about money. And they're talking about things that you've already overcome or that you're trying to overcome, but you feel comfortable. A lot of times it looks like fear of success. Like women unconsciously fear the repercussions of wealth, such as social isolation, increased responsibility, or being perceived as aggressive or unfeminine. This fear, it will prevent you from pursuing financial success. And I've used this analogy a lot. And I had a meeting today with my inner circle. And I also use this analogy with them. It's a commercial plane versus a private jet. That's what that looks like. Like most commercial planes, they fly at an altitude of 30 to 40,000 feet. But a smaller private jet, they fly at an altitude of about 51,000 feet. Well, why are you talking about that? And what does that mean, Dr. T-Mac? That means that commercial jets carry a whole lot more people and a whole lot more baggage. So they don't have the capacity to fly as high as a private jet that carries less people and less baggage. So some of the baggage that women are carrying they should leave it behind because it's keeping them on the commercial plane versus a private jet. It's keeping them at a certain altitude rather than soaring higher at a higher altitude where the conversations are different. See, the conversations on a private jet, and I can speak to this because I've flown privately, the conversations on a private jet are much, much different and deeper and more meaningful than conversations on a commercial plane. When you're meeting a stranger on a commercial plane, you don't know who you're going to sit beside. And this, it's real small talk and not really deep, not really going into anything because they feel like this person, they're flying like me, commercial or whatever. Nothing wrong with flying commercial because I fly all the time. I'm just giving you an example. But when you're on a private jet, this is you're being very intentional, number one. The people, you may have eight to 12 people on this jet. You're there on a specific mission, specific purpose, and your conversations are very intentional, very specific. Nine times out of 10, they're talking about wealth building. You're sharing different strategies, tactics, and principles that will take you beyond what the normal business person would, would go. I hope that makes sense. Let's talk about belief. This belief, it limits you to attain financial freedom that you desire to have. What does that look like? That looks like making bad financial decisions. Like Jane made some really bad decisions, number one, because, and I'm not saying that I am the go-to person or the person who knows it all, but as a business mentor, Jane didn't trust me enough to bring business decisions or business proposals to me. So Jane was partnering with a whole bunch of different people 
who ended up taking her money or she just lost a lot of money. She made a lot of bad financial decisions in her business. That's because of that I don't deserve it mentality because she hadn't become the person who or the woman who deserves wealth. She didn't feel worthy of that. So she kept repeating those bad relationships. It's the same way with people who can't seem to lose weight and keep it off. How people do the yo-yo dieting thing where they'll lose 50 pounds and then all their other friends are still at their same weight. And all they used to do in common was go out and eat and drink late at night. And so what happens? You stop your new life and you go back to your old life. Why? Because of the fear of isolation. You don't want to be isolated. So you don't fly at that high altitude anymore. You start back flying commercial, right? You start, you go, you, you dip down and you fly at a lower altitude where everybody can get on board. So that's what that looks like. Where did this belief come from? Where did this, I don't deserve it mindset come from? I like to think it came from a lot of times childhood, a series of different negative experiences in in your childhood, like suffering, lack in your family, seeing your parents or your aunties and uncles and cousins or even grandparents get on a hamster wheel and not be able to get off this financial hamster wheel, not be able to elevate. I feel like sometimes it comes from an impact of your traumatic experiences, traumatic, abusive relationships that translate into, I don't deserve better than what I've always received. I found that a lot of times there's a link between your belief and low self-esteem. I feel, and I'm going to use this example again, the Newton's first law of motion, a body at rest tends to stay at rest. A body in motion tends to stay at motion. This can be metaphorically linked to the patterns of behavior, mindset, including low self-esteem, right? So if you think about the, the inertia and behavior and mindset, I like to think about it like just as objects, like physical objects remain in a current state unless it's acted upon by an external force. I think that people too can get stuck in their patterns of thought and behavior. I feel like low self-esteem can be a state of emotional or psychological rest or inertia where negative um, self-perceptions and belief persist because they're unchallenged or reinforced by external or internal factors. That's just my belief. I'm just, it's what I've, I've experienced, especially with coaching women, high level women entrepreneurs and professionals, I this is what I've seen. I've seen this pattern happen. A lot of times resistance to, it's resistance to change. I feel like there is a link um, between this belief and low self-esteem. I think it's resistance to change. I think that low self-esteem often creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where people don't believe that they're capable of deserving positive change. So they make, they, they don't take action or they take action that can improve their self-esteem. And again, they revert back to their old ways. Therefore they lose everything that they've worked for, everything that they've gained or accumulated, they lose it because they go back to the way that they were. 
I also feel like activation energy is a thing. Like oh, in order to overcome inertia, it requires energy. It requires force. In psychological terms, this translates to a significant life event or therapy or positive reinforcement or some type of internal motivation that initiates that change, right? And it requires effort. And a lot of people don't take that extra effort. They don't want therapy or they go to therapy, but they don't do the work. Some people just go to therapy just to talk, but there is work involved. You know, I'm not going to go into it this episode, but shadow work, like there's a reason why we think the way we think. There's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason why these patterns keep happening, but it requires enough energy to sustain the change once we decide we want to make that change. How do you change this? I don't deserve it belief. I think one way is to silence that negative inner voice, that negative dialogue that you're having in your head. And one way to do that, one way to silence that is to look in the mirror and speak to the new wealthy woman. So that's one of the ways that you can become the woman who deserves wealth. Like you're going to look in the mirror every day anyway. Look in the mirror and start speaking these things to yourself. Create a list of affirmations that will cause you to change, will cause you to think differently about yourself, will cause you to look at yourself differently. Tell this new woman how proud you are of her accomplishments. The things that she's already accomplished, tell her that you're proud. Tell her how beautiful she is. Like instead of looking at the negative and, oh, I need to lose weight. Oh, I got this mole or I have acne. Oh, I need my skin, this, my skin, that. Start speaking a new language to yourself. Tell her that she can do anything that she puts her mind to. Encourage her to live her best life no matter what. That she can. Give her permission to do that. Write down, start creating a list of your strengths. And reframe your perception of who you are becoming and emphasize your self-worth, your value, what you have to offer. Emphasize your personal strengths. Don't sit and talk about your weaknesses, but emphasize all of your strengths. I talk about it in um, my book, We Should All Be Rich Friends. I talk about being rich in personal value. And one of my chapters, I I really go into detail and I say, listen, this is non-negotiable. Like being rich in your personal value, we're not going to negotiate this at all. You really need to understand who you are and what it takes to make you rich in personal value. Anything that's external, it should not define you. Like the entirety of your definition must come from you. True value begins with a picture of who you are. Most people never realize that they don't take time to develop this picture of their future. Where do you see yourself? You need to really use your imagination because your imagination is super powerful. 
many people, they are defined or they have allowed external circumstances or other people to define who they are, which leaves them very unhappy. There are so many elements that have defined who you are. Again, your environment, how you were raised, your parents, how they looked at you, what they said to you. It could be your old boyfriend's relationships. All these things have defined you. You have to go and redefine yourself. In 2024, this is something that I hope and pray that you do. Redefine the woman who deserves wealth. Redefine who you are. Envision a new woman. Take on that woman. Take on her identity. I hope And I pray that this message has resonated with you. I invite you to share your experiences with me or any breakthroughs on this journey of self-discovery. You can send me an email at tmac at richfriendshow.com. And I, I love reading my emails from you. I absolutely love uh, the stories that the women in our community share, our rich friends circle. I'm going to leave the link below where you can click on the link and you can join free for seven days. You can check it out. I love getting those stories and helping these women become the woman who deserves wealth. Don't forget to grab your copy of their book. We should all be rich friends at richfriendsbook.com. If you haven't already grabbed your copy, share this episode to another woman who deserves wealth. Until the next time, remember you can have it all. Bye for now. 